Ahoy and welcome to the May Ocean Media All at Sea podcast. I'm Gary Brown, the editorial director of All at Sea magazine, the Caribbean and South Florida's favourite waterfront magazine. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of All at Sea magazine and Budget Marine Caribbean-wide marine stores. This month I take you aboard the 1928 50-foot, 22-tonne Alden Schooner Charm 3 as we race in the Antigua Classic Yacht Regatta. You'll hear interviews with the crew and meet the filmmaker who recorded the event for the sponsor's Panerai. After the drama of having an engine blow up on the day we were due to leave Anguilla for Antigua and having found and installed a rebuilt engine in St Martin, the skipper and owner Richard West Manfred Ebner and I sailed charm to the regatta where we picked up our crew, most of them strangers. So without further ado, let's go to Antigua Classics. Our first recording takes us through the start sequence of the first race. Okay, start sailing. Start sailing in on the main. On which side are we pulling here? Here's the Genoa. One fifty six. In on the tailback. Fisherman. We're looking at the time, man. We're looking at the time. East the Genoa. That's actually illegal what they're doing. Yeah? He's in the exclusion zone. He's in the exclusion zone. He's disqualified. One minute to the white flag start. East the Genoa. Ease it, ease it, ease it. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There you heard the start of race one. After the race, lunch and uh, gin or tonic or two, I interviewed Roddy Grimes Graham of Antigua-based Aqua Films. Roddy was recording the event for Panerai. If you are uh, not familiar with Panerai, well, they're watchmakers who sponsor classic yacht regattas around the world. Following my interview with Roddy, I'll take you back aboard Charm 3 and introduce you to some of our amazing crew as we take part in the Kenny Coombs Memorial Cannon Race, which takes the boats on a windward-leeward course and is quite simply sensory overload, with all the magnificent yachts passing each other just yards apart. I have with me now Roddy Grimes Graham from Aquafilms, based here in Antigua, and uh, Roddy has just been on board Charm 3, this is uh, 1928 Alden Schooner, filming for Panerai. Filming for Panerai, 
What do they tell you to do? What are you looking for? They're a big company. They sponsor a lot of classic events. There's, I think, five in Europe, five in the Med, and uh, three in, in, in the States. So they kind of have a formula, so we have to work to that a bit. But uh, the nice thing with them is it's been 10 years now, and so we've, we've evolved. Equipment has evolved. You know, we're using drones, underwater cameras, all kinds of different angles now. GoPros, we can put that on crew. We're talking about Antigua here. We're talking about yeah. Caribbean island. Yeah. And we are using such technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very accessible to anyone really now. The prices have come way down. I don't buy expensive gear because it doesn't mix with salt water. So right. it has to right. be reasonably expendable. So what are the changes you've seen in this regatta particularly? Um, yeah, this event, it had a, a spectacular rise early on when the J-Class boats, uh, Ranger and Velshida, chose this event to start sparring. And uh, for five years or so, it was spectacular, you know. And I've started to bring in other big boats, big schooners, the Westwood replicas. And uh, we took a big blow with Kenny's passing two years ago. Did Kenny Coombs, Kenny yeah, Coombs. who was the founder. He was, yeah, he was a driving force, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in a lot of ways. And uh, it's got to refine its feet, I think. But it's still going strong with support of a company like Panerai. Mm. Hopefully we can just power through a bit, mm. the bit of a lull that we're having. Mm. And, you know, another issue is that the J-Class in particular do their own thing now. They've picked other events to, to race at, namely St. Bart's, Lower Piana, and Competition is fierce, isn't it? Oh, it to is, To get absolutely. these guys to bring these beautiful boats to their regatta. Well, I think, yeah, in a nutshell, one of the biggest changes has probably been the sheer number of events that have evolved in the yeah. last 10 years in yeah. the Caribbean season, because it used to be, you know... Even on the racing circuit, I'm talking about the, uh, uh, yeah. the race boats, aside from the classic yachts, yeah. competition come to my island we've got the best regatta yeah and if you falter and the people move away to get them back is very difficult very difficult yeah, yeah. i mean that this week obviously the voile de saint barts is uh going on and yeah. that sucks up crew and in some cases boats not so much with this event but next week sailing week yeah a lot yeah. of the boats will do the voile and end their season instead of staying for antigua so uh yeah, th those are the, those are the issues. You've just been on board Charm Three with Richard. He's a very <coughs> gregarious guy. Yeah, it's great fun to sail with. He's a hard nosed skipper. He drives us hard. At the end of the day, it's, you know, you come off the boat and you think that was just fantastic, and you could feel, have a glass of wine afterwards or a gin and tonic. What about the other skippers? I mean, we've got such a diverse set of boats here. We've got here a steel gaff rigged Wilo Thirty Two, uh, designed by Nick Skeets many many years ago. And then round the corner, we've got this incredible Columbia, which is a replica Gloucester schooner, yeah. schooner in all its glory. How do you sum up the difference in you know, the amount of money that's been pumped in, the captains and the crew? It's interesting, because this is one of the only regattas where you get um, sort of Corinthian crew showing up on professional boats like that. So even though... Columbia, for example, would have a huge, you know, budget to run it, maintain it, crew it, race it. You'll still get people showing up unpaid and doing things on, on the bigger boats in this event. You don't really get that in uh, plastic boat racing right. so much. Those right. crews are all pro now, you know, on big day rates. Spectacular yeah. racing, but the crossover here is a lot more than other events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this crew over here got all the kids on board and the homeschooling them and the crews yeah. that came from England. They play folk, traditional folk music. They're having the best time. Yet we uh, 
chatted to the uh, owner of Columbia. He was miserable because he lost the race. Now he's got probably the most beautiful boat in the regatta, yet yeah. he's not very happy. That says something, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's uh, I guess those are the different reasons people arrive. I mean, you know, that beautiful little gaff cutter there is, um, it's not fast. It's not going to go upwind at a huge rate, but they're not here for that reason. You know, right. they're here for the fun of it. Their kids are in the rigging all the time. And we spent 15 minutes shooting that boat yesterday because there was just so interesting. They were wearing pirate outfits. <laughs> it was fantastic. And uh, there are different reasons to come yeah. here. And uh, that's what's always been great about this event. It was one of the first ones that I, I got had a professional gig with, thanks to Panerai, way back when. Yeah. And um, it still maintains that, which is great. And hopefully it'll continue. I hope that too. Yeah. Because it does attract the uh, a diverse, yeah. Yeah, right across the board. So we need the big boats, we need the big Columbias and the Addixes, and we yeah. also need these guys with the kids and the music to make this yeah. whole thing work. Sure, you'll, you'll go to a plastic boat race and there'll be people that built their boat, a few of them. But in this event, a lot of these boats are restored or built by the owners, yeah. you know, and yeah. sailed across oceans, and they're tiny. And they still want to race, you know. And, it's and there's one overriding thing here. Yeah. We're in the Caribbean, yeah. and that is so different, so important. Yeah, yeah. So we need Panerai to keep supporting this event Absolutely. in the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, they do connect with their UK event and their European events. Some of the same people that do that are here sometimes, and that's important, you know, that, that they... It sounds a bit like a bit of a franchise, but it works. So, yeah, that support is absolutely crucial. It's, a, it's continuity. This is day three of the uh, Antigua Classic Yacht Regatta, and this is the uh, third race. It's the cannonball, so the boats go from a mark inshore to a mark way offshore and back again to do that two laps. And then they finish, and then we're off on the uh, parade of sail through English Harbour. I have with me Butch Dalrymple Smith, who's a, uh, a very famous yacht designer. <laughs> he's up here on the, he's on the windward deck with me right now. <laughs> and he's our sailing master. He's telling us if the trim on Charm 3, which is, the, of course, the old and schooner we're on, is correct or not. Butch, are we sailing well today? Are we doing well we're as a doing, crew? We're doing really well. well. What can we do to improve it? Besides well, shooting I the don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a haircut would be good. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> no, we... Well, it's a little bit of a problem because this boat is really set up for heavier weather than we got today. And our main competition has more, more sail for the displacement so they're going to go a bit quicker than us and so there's not a lot we can do but we just have to hang in here and maybe the wind will get up or something and we'll be able to catch them up but boys for you is this pleasant sailing or would you rather be a lot more wind you know be pounding along and this is the best the only <laughs> you have to decide do you want to win the race and have lots of wind or do you want to have a really nice sail and a gin and tonic at the end. And a, and a gin and tonic with a squeeze of lime at the end. So we're doing all right. We're doing all right by me, yes. Let's move along and let's find our resident New Zealand Kiwi rock star. Sweet as Brock. Who's, a, who's a, a really good sport because he, he's taking a lot of stick from all the guys. About That's not coming stick, from, mate. You want to go to Australia? <laughs> <laughs> about coming from New Zealand. How are you doing with this? How are you enjoying the sailing? I'm loving it. Yeah. It's the best fed boat in the, uh, <laughs> in the regatta. And what do you think of the captain? <laughs> oh, he's an awesome bloke. Absolutely fed. Couldn't, couldn't be a better captain. 
<laughs> oh, no laughing. The look on your face. Okay. No, we love the captain very much. He well, that's what I'm for, then he doesn't bother me, you see. Just tell me a little bit about what you do. I mean, you, you, you're sailing around, but you, you're a singer, you're, you're a musician. Yeah. And that's what you do full-time. When I can, I try and work the hurricane seasons, but that's not always possible. I try and work a day job yeah. as a draftsman, but uh, while I'm cruising, I try and sing songs yeah. and sail and go to nice places and live a nice life. Just tell me how you managed to uh, end up as crew on Charm 3. I was singing and I needed a ride, so I had the power of the microphone, so I happened to be on straight after the uh, the captain's briefing and I put out a shout and Richard was straight there, so good on him. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, have you got any CDs out of your music? Or you uh, I've got a recording, but it's not finished, so right. which is a bit silly, but there we go. Yeah. Have you built a reputation throughout the island? People know... Uh, yeah, a little bit by word of mouth, but I don't... I don't actively chase gigs, it's just they pop up, I do them, yeah. but I should actively chase them, but then it kind of ties you to places, so yeah. if you've got a regular gig then you're tied to that particular anchorage, yeah. and sometimes it's nice to just move around and play them when they pop up. And right now you're with me up on the foredeck of Charm 3, looking at this incredible view of all these wonderful yeah. classic isn't it, yachts. Isn't, isn't it fabulous? Yeah, life's yeah. wonderful, eh? Yeah, life's good, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Gerard Knight, thanks Gerard. Let's see if we can find someone else to, uh, two guys... You might have to wait those ones up. Yeah, there's two guys asleep here on the uh, leeward deck. And then we got a pig racer, no, a, a pig racer from Martha's Vineyard. I kid you not, he, he raises pigs, he's a farmer. I'm just, just telling you this because it just shows you what an eclectic crew. We've got a mix of all walks of life, and it's absolutely fabulous. Martha's Vineyard, a bit different to uh, the Caribbean. Yes, uh, brutal winters, and uh, but beautiful summers. Yeah? Yeah. And you raise pigs. I raise pigs on occasion, yes, yeah. I do. And you sail also, and that's what brings you uh, to Charm 3. That's right. I typically sail on Juno, but Juno was out this year, so I had the f- good fortune of finding Charm 3. And tell me a little bit about Juno. Juno is a locally built boat by a yard called Gannon and Benjamin. It's a 65-foot uh, schooner, and um, it was a cruising family boat that just happens to be quite fast and gets raced pretty heavily in the Northeast mainly and they usually do this regatta. How, how are you enjoying the, doing the regatta on a different boat, on Charm 3? It's always nice to get on a new boat and meet new people yeah. and have a new experience. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for that. <laughs> Let's see if we can grab hold of one more before we, we have to do things like round a boy and we get shouted at. So we'll have a quick, a quick chat with Ron. Ron's a local lad from Antigua. He's an up-and-coming sailor, a laser sailor, and he's now on Charm 3. Ron, how's it going? It's going good for me so far. Yeah. How do you like dealing with these guys? Oh, it's a bit different, but I love it. Yeah, it's different for sure. Um, you throw a laser around the course, and this is a, you can't throw this around the course. 22 ton compared to a laser is a big difference for you. Yeah, a lot different. Yeah. And I also sail keelboats, so it's, well, fast keelboats, I yeah. should say. So it's a lot different. Ron, you featured in our magazine all at sea a couple of times. We've had your picture in there. And so are you going to make a career out of sailing? Yeah, I plan to. Yeah, and what kind of sailing would you want to do? Well, I'm planning to go to the next Olympics in 2020. Right. And after that, I'm not too sure. I make a decision either to stay in laser sailing or to move on to big boats. To get to the Olympics is very tough. Do you have a lot of support in Antigua for that? Um, it's 50-50. Sometimes I would say yes and sometimes I would say no. But it's a bit challenging to find a bit of support. So i got to go elsewhere, like overseas in Europe and yeah. 
those big countries. Yeah. Well, fantastic. We've loved having you on board, Chow 3. It's been really nice to have some local knowledge. Eh? And you hang in there with that laser sailing. And we'll yeah. see you on the podium in the Olympics 2020. What a great crew. They were skilled and a whole lot of fun to sail with. And they came back every day, which speaks volumes, considering that allegedly one skipper was so obnoxious, the crew mutinied and refused to race with him ever again. Now, in the intro to that segment, you heard me mention Kenny Coombs. Kenny was the founder of the Antigua Classic Yacht Regatta. Sadly, Kenny passed away a couple of years ago, but his legacy lives on in this wonderful event. And it's a testament to the man who did so much to bring classic yachts to the attention of the world. This podcast is made possible by the support of All at Sea magazine and Budget Marine. You can find All at Sea, the Caribbean's number one waterfront full-colour magazine throughout the southern and northern Caribbean island chain, the Panama Canal, the Bahamas and South Florida. You can pick up a free copy at marinas, boatyards, ship stores, yacht clubs, boaters bars and marine service providers. You can also download the entire magazine for free as a PDF by going to our website allatsea.net and the copies going back several years are available. Budget Marine are the Caribbean's largest suppliers of marine equipment, boat gear and fishing supplies. You can check them out online at budgetmarine.com or visit one of their stores in Antigua, Aruba, Bonaire, Curaçao, Grenada, St Martin, Dutch and French side, St Thomas, Tortola and Trinidad. They stock everything you could possibly need and their staff of experts are the friendliest around. Back to the show. After the race on day three, we joined the boat parade into historic Nelson's Dockyard in English Harbour and I grabbed the chance to talk to Anthony Johnson, officer on a super yacht who was sailing with us on his day off. I have with me now Anthony Johnson and Anthony works on super yachts, he's in the super yacht industry or mega yacht industry. Anthony, do you call it super yachts or mega yachts? Uh, general terminology, super yachts. Super yeah. yachts? Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, just broad horizon and full. Right, okay, well we're talking about down big yachts here, big motor yachts. Anthony's been slumming with the crew today on Charm 3 on our schooner. Tell us about the comparison between his normal working day and uh, what the experience today on Charm 3? On a general day, I think, from my point of view, is um, you've got the average day, which could be a day off, is going to the beach, and you, you, you hang around with people you live and work with very closely. Um, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no comparison. You come out on a beautiful sailing yacht, you're going out onto the sea, you know, you meet people you don't know, and everyone is super friendly. Um, I, it's just not a comparison you can ever put anything towards. I feel like being taken out of the corporate world and thrown into a different world. I wouldn't go as far as the extremes of saying that because obviously there's the old saying that um, any day on the water is a better day than in the office. So yeah. I mean, from that perspective, working on board any any vessel, whatever size it is, is a, is, is a privilege alone. But going out on the water and racing with people and stuff of like that, and having a bit of fun, stuff of like that, everyone's super friendly in the sailing industry. So you have the levels of secrecy which in the in the industry which we work in which can sometimes kind of separate people from people and crew from crew. But uh, when you come down to uh, sailing boats like this, it's just... So, but the yeah. classic regatta is something very special, isn't it? I, I haven't got massive amounts of knowledge of it. Uh, I've got a father who sells at huge amounts. Um, I've got some basic information of that. He was the one moaning over Skype 
go and find something to sell on, go and find something to sell on, and obviously I have. Luckily, I've got the Sunday off and uh, joined in. And yeah. we, we sailed today, and there wasn't a lot of wind, but we managed to finish the course. And then we went into English Harbour, historic English Harbour, uh, Nelson's Dockyard, and we joined the parade of boats into there. And as you go by the, the club there, the slipway in, in English Harbour, they have someone telling everybody the history of the boats as they go by. That was quite special, wasn't it? I think the most special thing I've learned today is I'm sailing on a vessel which is 1926, and it's 22 tonnes, and it's absolutely magnificent inside. It looks amazing. I've seen through the book, the history book of how it's been done up. It took 15 years. I mean, wow. I mean, I can't... I mean, not even... 15 years to build a super yacht would be outrageous. And it, this thing took... You know, sometimes it's taken five times as long. Yeah, on a beach in Anguilla too. Exactly. I just, I'm a little bit in awe, to be honest. I've come from sailing background. I've left it behind a little bit because of ten years of working on super yachts. But coming back today has made it pretty special, actually. So here's a guy who works on super yachts, goes all over the world, meets uh, fabulous people and the uh, the rich and powerful. And here we have, we've given you a memory that you'll uh, cherish. Yeah, I think over a period of 10 years, I mean, I think anything can become, unfortunately, the norm. But when you get days off like this, obviously, I mean, the first thing I'm going to talk to my father about when I get home, he's like, oh, yeah, how, how was Charm 3? You know, forget what's happened on board the job. When I'm at home, that's what my father's going to be listening to over a pint of beer and things like that. So. Have we converted you? Are you going to quit with the mega yachts now and move aboard a sailboat? I think there's financial benefits for where I am, so uh, <laughs> I think let's not lie about that. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an employment, and uh, yeah, no, um, I'll stick with where I am now. I've still got a few tickets to go to get to the top, so I'll give it my best shot. Anthony, it's wonderful meeting you, and thanks for sailing with us on Charm 3. Thank you very much, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. In the secret world of super yachts, Anthony made me promise not to name the yacht he was working on. What a different world to Charm 3. Even the largest yachts, Addix and Columbia, went into the dockyard and turned around in the confines of the inner harbour. It was quite a sight. On our last day and our last race, skipper Richard West gave the helm to 18-year-old Antiguan Olympic hopeful Ron Kirby and told him to take us home. Here's Ron checking in with the committee boat as we crossed the finish line for the last time. Committee boat, committee boat, this is the master of Charms 3, just about crossing the line. Charms 3, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for a lovely regatta and have a good day. And that's it, a big thank you to my friends Richard and Maurice West of Charm 3 and all the crew who made sailing us such a pleasure. You can read all about Charm's exploits in the June edition of All at Sea and believe me, there's much, much more to tell. Remember, if you enjoy action thrillers or true accounts of survival at sea, then Caribbean High, Caribbean Deep and Biscay, Our Ultimate Storm are available as ebooks from Amazon and Smashwords. And you can read them on Kindle or most other electronic devices. They'll cost you less than a six-pack of beer, keep you entertained and give me a rosy glow. You can find out more from my website, garyebrown.net. If you would like to comment on the podcast, then please email to gary at all at sea.net. Your comments may be read out on the podcast. 
Now I'll leave you with the below deck sounds of the schooner Charm 3 as we sailed her home to Anguilla. Till next time, safe sailing.